Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I've said for a while that the Democrats are pretty insane. And I've said for a while that the Democrats are the ones that actually are the violent party in America. We now have more proof of that. And it was, I guess, supposed to be a moment that you thought that Nancy Pelosi was being a tough speaker of the House, a tough, strong, independent feminist woman. It was a moment that was actually caught by her daughter, uh, who I do know, who is a documentary filmmaker. She does documentaries on politics. She did one uh, back in 2004. I think it was 2004 about the Bush campaign. I actually had to do events and and debate her at a college campus during that campaign, uh, which was very interesting. And we're very cordial. She's very, very talented filmmaker, uh, Alexander Pelosi. She was following her mother on January the 6th. Now, she's got this new documentary coming out on HBO about the election, which is now turned into the day of January the 6th. And in this video that CNN got their hands on, Nancy Pelosi has decided to show you just how cool, calm, and collected she is as a Speaker of the House. Now, I understand, right, that this is probably a moment that they thought was a good moment. They probably thought 
that this was a moment in time that the left would embrace and America would love, that she's standing up to the evil Donald Trump on January the 6th. It is backfiring very quickly. In other words, it's one of those moments where you go, oh, crap. Probably shouldn't have put that out there in the movie. Now, when you have your blinders on, right, and this is your mom, you also want people to watch your video, your documentary. And so you probably think, yeah, this is why I love my mom, right? She's strong. She's intense. She's not going to back down. You know the routine, right? This is, this is how you sell this. So Nancy Pelosi has now come out and actually she was threatening on January the 6th to attack the president of the United States of America. She's in the speaker's office and they her staffers come in to tell her that Donald Trump, quote, is not supposed to come down the Capitol because the Secret Service have told him they can't keep him safe. However, he still might come. And then she says that if he does come down to the Capitol, he will be trespassing and she's going to knock him out. Listen, Secret Service said. They have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my no, mom. I've been waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol ground. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. Now, this is the same party. Now, they and the media, of course, they lie and say, oh, it's only the Republicans that make mistakes. There's only the Republicans that do horrible things. Forget Black Lives Matter and Tifa and the Democrats funding that and the burning down literally of cities, the burning down of of courthouses, the burning down of police stations, the burning down of police cars, the burning down of churches just across the street from the White House. That is the Democratic Party. Did a bunch of people go to jail for that? Of course not. Why would they? You're not going to go to jail for that because Democrats are in the city and Democrats are ones that have now this new idea, this new mentality that you shouldn't even have to pay to get out of jail when you uh, are arrested and put in jail for violent crimes. So you go back to Nancy Pelosi. She comes out and she says, I'm going to punch him out. He's going to come down here. Now, the president, by the way, is not trespassing coming to the Capitol. She's psycho. But if you want to know what the true leadership of the Democratic Party believes in, this is what the true leadership of the Democratic Party believes in. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my no, mom. I've been waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I've been waiting for this to happen. She looks at the camera. She's like in a psychotic state. And she looks at camera, I'm going to punch him out. I've been waiting for this moment. Now, first of all, just talk about how unrealistic this is. Nancy Pelosi's not, I mean, she's tiny, okay? Donald Trump's a hell of a lot bigger than her. So she's delusional just on that front. Number two, the fact that she's been waiting for this. My question is for how long? Two years, three years, four years, five years? You freak? You psychopath? And then you say, I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to be happy. What? What? This is also at the exact same time that they're claiming that there is an insurrection on the level of 9-11 terrorist attack on our country happening. And then she says, I want the president to come here and I'm going to punch him out. Now, 
I'm also going to remind you what Democrats have been saying and how violent they have been and how much violence they've been advocating for. This is in the news. It's elected officials in a moment. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. It is now more important than ever to vote with your dollars. Almost every one of you has a cell phone. And if you do and you're giving money to big tech, just know that Big Mobile is fighting against your values. There is a cell phone company called Patriot Mobile that is actually fighting back against the extreme left. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they use the exact same towers that you currently use with your cell phone. Now, here's the cool part. When you become uh, a member of Patriot Mobile, you now, when you pay your bill, your bill is becoming a force for conservative values. That's because they take a portion of your bill and they fund conservative causes, conservative candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and the best part is they're actually winning. They've had huge success on school boards trying to make sure that our kids are protected in our schools. So if you want to save money in your cell phone bill and make a difference every time you make a phone call, they have the same exact coverage you have right now and you'll save money. Call them or go online, patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson, patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson, or call them 972-PATRIOT, that's 972-PATRIOT, and get free activation with the promo code BEN, free activation with the promo code BEN. Now, let me remind you of the Democrats, and again, the same party that says that we're a threat to society, right? Same party that says that we are the insurrectionists, we're domestic terrorists, the list goes on and on. They are the ones that have constantly been calling and consistently been calling for violence. They do it and the media does it. They compare us to Adolf Hitler. They, they compare us to the Nazis. They compare us to the worst people in the world's history. They scream that we're racist and they now believe that we are domestic terrorists. They treat us this way. They label us this way. Go back to the parents that would show up at the school board meetings. Never forget it was the Biden administration that labeled parents who showed up to actually talk, okay, about their school boards and talk about the books that they're trying to indoctrinate their kids with and the LGBTQI propaganda. They are the ones that said you are domestic terrorists and you should be treated like a member of Al Qaeda, no different than Al Qaeda or an ISIS member. Never forget that. And the media, by the way, is all on this, too, because they understand this is all they've got ahead of the midterms. This means war. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. There is an ultra-right MAGA um, contention in this country that wants to overthrow the U.S. government. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. I see this as a party, uh, a MAGA party, that uh, no longer is confident that they can win elections with votes. And so now they're seeking to enact their political will through violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. Today's GOP is no longer a political movement. It is a fascist movement. And this is why it could be more dangerous than 1860 or the 1930s. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally 
call to arms. Maybe now it is all about the violence. It all is about an insurrection. It all is. In, in his mind about a civil war. It feels like we are not just at the brink of a civil war, but that one has already begun. The fact that it, the, the base is getting smaller, it makes it more dangerous in a lot of ways because those are the people who are willing to do things like take up arms and, and press the questions that lead to, press the questions and tactics that lead to civil war. This is someone who held that office was basically saying to Americans, there should be civil war. Look at what he's doing last night, as you know, that you know, more or less salutes that are either QAnon or almost look like Nazism. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. These crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our society. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Literally a call to arms. Now, you got to understand that this type of rhetoric inspires people, not just in America, but around the world. I'll give you a great example of this. Two young environmentalists actually threw a can of tomato soup on a Van Gogh painting, a famous painting with the sunflowers. And they did this because they said that you need to pay attention to what's happening with the environment. Where do you think they're learning this? They're learning it from the left because they're the ones that fund this. They're the ones that advocate for this. The other reason why they're talking this way is because ahead of this midterm election, we've got new numbers out that tell the story that things are worse now than they've ever been in my lifetime when it comes to inflation. We also have a terrible problem happening right now with U.S. mortgage rates. And if you look at where they are right now, U.S. mortgage interest rates have risen to the highest level since 2006. That was right before the housing crisis. And the average interest rate on the most popular U.S. home loan has risen to its highest level, not just since 2008, but it has doubled. The mortgage rate have more than doubled since the beginning of the year as the Federal Reserve is continuing to pursue a aggressive, quote, path of interest rate hikes to bring down stubbornly high inflation. Now, those actions, quote, designed to cool the economy sufficiently to curb price pressures have weighed heavily on the interest rate sense of housing sector as expected. Now, the feds have also tightened, and this is part of that problem. The average contract rate on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage rose by six basis points to 6.81% for the week ending October the 7th. That is a massive increase. You look at where we were a year ago. It's more than doubled, right? More than doubled. Homeowners and sa- home builders, excuse me, and sales have weakened significantly in the, in the last few weeks, in the last few months, actually, with home resales posting seven straight months of declines. Why? Because of the interest rates. Now, home prices remain high, even as house prices uh, and, and, the, and the growth of those prices has slowed down significantly. On the higher end, we're starting to see the prices of houses actually fall. So if you can't talk about the economy and these issues, you just go back to the violence, right? That's all you can do. That's your whole entire game plan. Now, when it comes to the other numbers, American working families also did not get any relief 
on the basic issues. Let's talk about groceries. The new numbers that came out yesterday about what you're paying for groceries and the aisles of your grocery store in September were absolutely horrific numbers. The latest consumer price index showed on Thursday and it showed that the grocery store prices is exactly what is destroying the pocketbooks of working class Americans budgets. How bad is it? Let's look at actual items. If you bought a birthday cake a year ago and you bought it today, you paid on average 16% more for that same cake than a year ago. Ham, for example, is up 8.1% compared to one year ago. Hot dogs have skyrocketed up 16.5% compared to one year ago. The average American who's buying any type of cheese, the price has gone up 13.4% compared to a year ago. Ice cream, year over year, up 13.6%. Fruits and vegetables, which traditionally stay lower with inflation, have also skyrocketed. They are up 10.4% compared to just one year ago. So if you got a 5% raise, what does that mean? You have less buying power now than you did even a year ago, even with a 5% raise, because the price of goods and services are through the roof. Now, on the lower end, and I I go back to hot dogs, they're up 16.5%. Even potatoes have skyrocketed 17.5% higher compared than one year ago. Lettuce is up 15.7% compared to a year ago, and sugar and sweets are up 14.4% compared to a year ago. Now, what the government is trying to do is say, hey, we're going to have a big increase in Social Security, right, for seniors. And they're talking about a big, you know, 6-7% increase in Social Security. It's a joke, It's a joke because all that money is disappearing because of inflation and just how high inflation is at this moment in time. All right, quickly, I also want to say thank you to our sponsor. Without them, this podcast wouldn't exist. And Legacy Precious Metals is wanting to help you diversify your financial portfolio. If you've been freaking out over what's happening with your IRA, with your 401k, with your investments on Wall Street, the question is, did you invest in gold or silver? Did you diversify your investments so that there is a hedge with your portfolio for inflation? Well, that's exactly what gold and silver has done for so many. It is a hedge to protect when it comes to inflation. Right now is actually a great time for you to protect your investments with gold and silver. No, you didn't miss the opportunity. No, it's not too late. So calling it the investor's guide from the company that not only do I use, but I also trust. Online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. You can also call them and get the investor's guide for free. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218. Also, reminder, make sure you hit that auto-download or subscribe button now so that you can get this podcast every day for free. Uh, and make sure you share this podcast on social media by hitting that little forward button right now. I want to get into this OPEC debacle, and this is going to affect the economy in a really, really big way. And this is, I think, part of what Wall Street's reacting to is they know that the tsunami is coming the day of the election, not the day after, the day of the election. We also now know that in that meeting that Joe Biden had with the Saudi leadership, 
He is now being accused of exactly what Donald Trump was actually impeached for, except he did it. And the Saudis have thrown the president under the bus. Now, I'm not excited about this because I don't root for the president of the United States of America to ever look this week and or get played by a country, especially like Saudi Arabia. Right. They are an ally in theory. Uh, they are the they are the uh, scumbags in the Middle East. That's how I would describe them, who you have to deal with because you need somebody to keep Iran in check. That's part of the reason why we deal with the Saudis. Are they good people? No. They have horrific human rights abuses? Of course. Uh, Are they somebody you want to hang out with? No. But when the president went over there, he was not actually acting on behalf of the American people. He wasn't representing the American people. When President Joe Biden went over to meet with the Saudis, he asked the Saudis, to hold off on cuts to oil production. They were going to reduce oil production by 2 million barrels a day, OPEC. And he said, can you just hold off until after the midterm elections? Saudi Arabia's foreign ministry issued an angry statement replying to Biden's claim earlier this week that the kingdom sided with Russia by backing an OPEC plus decision to cut oil production by that 2 million barrels per day. The Saudi statement uh, appeared uh, to lead weight to a claim reported earlier this week that the Biden administration was not there acting on behalf of American energy policy, but they were there acting on behalf of Democrats running for office in the midterms. And they pleaded with the Saudis to not change their minds, but to hold off on production cuts for just one more month. And then they were like, you can totally go ahead and do it. Now, why? Because the midterm elections. In other words, to put it really bluntly, Joe Biden directly went to Saudi Arabia to ask the Saudi Arabian regime to interfere, help him interfere with our elections, to proceed with oil production cuts, which would raise prices and damage the U.S. economy in a way that would minimize the political damage to his own party, which is facing a very tough midterm election fight, an uphill battle. Notably, Biden has not tried to expand U.S. oil production because he doesn't believe in it. Representative Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California, stated in his opening arguments of Trump's impeachment trial in the Senate, quote, the framers of our Constitution worried then, as we worry today, that a leader could come to power not to carry out the will of the people that he was elected to represent, but to pursue his own interest. They feared that a president could subvert our democracy by abusing the awesome power of his office for his own personal or political gain, which is exactly what the Biden crime family has done for decades. It's exactly what Hunter Biden and James Biden and Joe Biden have done. But this is even different. He's not there on behalf of the American people. He's there on behalf of the Democrats and saying, just hold off on one month, please. That's all I'm asking. Now, Biden has used the awesome power of his office to harm not only our national interests by allowing oil prices to skyrocket, but also now pleading with the Saudis to help him politically by delaying the OPEC plus decision to cut production until after the November midterm elections, or at the very least until after most of the Democratic Party electorate, which favors voting early, has already cast their ballots. Now, the difference, by the way, in Donald Trump's impeachment case is that while asking Ukraine to investigate the corruption in their country, including Joe Biden or Hunter Biden and Burisma and, and, and everything that went on with that, 
It was also in the national interest to probe Biden's conflict of interest. As the revelations from Hunter Biden's laptop has since made very clear, the request to root out corruption and to see how corrupt they were based on their own words in their own laptop and the big guy getting 10 percent and everything else was completely different than what this president just did with Saudi Arabia. With Biden, there's no national interest prompted by allowing oil prices to rise dramatically during a period of inflation. That's number one. And number two, the only interest that he was serving was the interest of delaying the inevitable, something they actually want, which is five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon gasoline prices. Now, in my uh, podcast that I am honored to co-host with Ted Cruz, Verdict, I asked the senator about this exact issue. And he went into deep detail about OPEC and about gas prices, about oil prices, and about what Joe Biden just did. And I want you to listen to part of it. Now the Saudis have basically thrown our president, Joe Biden, under the bus with a quid pro quo. They say came over hat in hand, begged them to produce more oil. They pretty much laughed at him. And then they said, we're going to cut. And he said, please. Don't cut until after the midterms. Just give me one more month. I want you to look at this clip and tell me what you think. Let's get straight why I went. I didn't go to one about oil. I went about making sure that we made sure that we weren't going to walk away from the Middle East and what was going on. And by the way, today I just got off the telephone with the president of, of uh, uh, I, I, I got off the phone with the prime minister of Israel and the president of Lebanon. They've worked out a deal. They've been at war, declared war with one another for a long time. They've worked out a boundary relationship along the in the, uh, in, in the eastern Mediterranean for oil. I, and they're going to make an agreement that is historic. We also got overflights for Israeli planes over Saudi Arabia. We got movement in terms of how we would deal in the Middle East with aggression from Iran. But it wasn't, you know, there were eight other there were eight other parties there it wasn't about it wasn't about oil all right so he averted world war four right because we're at world war three right now from last week his comments and then he says well all right we're sorry that gas prices are gonna be high but i didn't go over there to talk about oil production they've clearly come out saying yeah you did and you begged us to stop at least until after the the midterms I, I think if I remember the media correctly, they used to call this a quid pro quo. And I'm pretty sure they tried to impeach a president of the United States of America for exactly what he just did with a foreign leader with Ukraine. His name was Donald Trump. Your thoughts? Look, every word Biden just said there is inaccurate. Most of it's a flat out lie. Uh, let's start backwards. Let's start with the second thing he says. Well, there's an historic deal between Israel and <laughs> Lebanon. So let me tell you what's going on there. Israel and Lebanon have been having a dispute over water rights where there are significant natural gas reserves. And Israel has been demanding for years that it deserves a percentage of it. What Biden just did is strong-armed our friend and ally Israel to give 100% of the rights to that natural gas to Lebanon and to Hezbollah, to give it to terrorists. And this is the Biden pattern. Screw your friends and help our enemies. And, and, and it is disgraceful that, that Biden is strong-arming Israel to undermine its own security, its own energy security, its own national security, to flood cash to terrorists who will then use that cash to build rockets to murder Israelis. Now, let's take the first part. He says, I went to Saudi Arabia, but it wasn't for oil. Um, <laughs> 
I'm reminded of, of two letters, the first of which is B, the second which is S. And since this is a, a uh, family-friendly family show, friendly show yeah. we'll leave it at the abbreviation. But what, like, like, how did lightning not strike him when he said that? He went there to grovel on oil prices. And the stunning thing is what has happened subsequently, which is... Um, the Saudis put out a formal statement, and 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 the formal. And this was amazing, by the way, because I think what it says is not only was Saudi Arabia not willing to quid pro quo and play games, they wanted to stick it to him and show the rest of the world. I think really how weak America is. Now that's bad for yeah. all of us. I've always said this. I always root for America on national defense and foreign policy to be strong. And what they're doing is literally mocking us and saying your president's a liar in the process of putting this letter out. Well, and let me let me hit this point, but then I want to step back and give a little bit of a foreign policy framework for how we should be thinking about this. Sure. But let me just read from the from Saudi Arabia's official. I'm you know I'm holding like this is you know you know the government of Saudi Arabia on letter. It's not a classified document, everybody. Just it, so you know, it, it is not classified. It it it. I did get it from Hillary Clinton's email server, there you but go. It, but uh, all right. So he, so here's here is is one portion there it says. The government of the kingdom clarified through its continuous communication with the U.S. administration that all economic analysis indicate that postponing the OPEC plus decision for a month, according to what has been suggested, would have had negative economic consequences. Now, what does that mean? Number one, it meant Biden was there begging for them to try to keep oil prices low. But number two, what is really damning, he wasn't there advocating on behalf of U.S. consumers, hey, you know, mom is hurting right now when she takes the kids to school and fills up her minivan. Hey, working Americans are getting killed when they're paying 100, 150 bucks to fill up their truck. He didn't care about that at all. He said, can I have one month? Can I have, oh, let me pick a date till November 8th? The thing to understand, Joe Biden and every Democrat in Congress, they want your gasoline prices not as high as they are now. They want them much, much higher. There was begging for a campaign contribution. Let's be clear what that was. And the biggest one you can get your hands on. I, literally this is a, billions this is of dollars. People winning and losing. The Democrats, he's, he's over there saying, I need you to help me have something good on Election Day where at least we maybe hold the Senate or the House because he knows this is the last card he's got to play. And, and, and it's for one month. So he wants to deceive the American people. And He's trying to deceive the American people, as Senator Ted Cruz put it, and you can hear the rest of that conversation uh, on Verdict Ted Cruz podcast uh, that I get to co-host with him, and he goes into even more detail. But the core point he was making is when he went over there, he was clearly not representing the United States of America. He was representing the interests of the Democratic Party before the midterm elections. Now, if you want to talk about something that should be criminal, in my opinion, that should be criminal. This is what they, quote, impeached Donald Trump over, except Joe Biden actually did this and Donald Trump didn't. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. One example of just how desperate he is, is we also at the White House, and he may not even be involved in this just because of his cognitive decline. But we now know that the White House is bracing for potential charges against Hunter Biden that could link him directly to uh, his son's business dealings, which means the Biden crime family. President Joe Biden continues, obviously, and of course he's going to do this, stand next to his son, Hunter. I don't know. I don't blame him for that. He even expressed pride in how his son has overcome his drug addiction. That's the alibi. uh, We've well documented that on this show. And even as there are possible criminal charges that are awaiting him, their excuse is, well, he's a drug addict. Well, the White House faces a complicated communications challenge because if federal agents investigating Hunter Biden move forward with charges against him on tax crimes and a false statement on a gun application, that could open the door for more linkage to the president on the other issues. 
Biden's likely response from insiders would be, quote, I'm going to walk the line of being a father supporting his son while being the president who must not publicly criticize or challenge the indictment. That is what one insider said close to the president. Now, if Hunter disputes the charges, which I would imagine that he's going to at the initial part and then try to do a deal afterwards, Biden's answer to the question about whether he believes his son will need to be uh, supportive while publicly expressing respect for the prosecutors in the court system, that's not going to be an easy message to craft. Now, I disagree with that a little bit, okay? I think it's going to be easy because the media is going to go easy on him unless they decide to get rid of Joe Biden after the midterms because they believe that he is a useful idiot that's no longer useful. And if you're going to get rid of Joe Biden, then you need to do it right away after the midterms so that you have enough time for people to forget about it, right, as you move forward, push forward with your new candidate. That's what you've got to do. That's his only option. That's the only option, I should say, for the Democrats with Joe Biden. Now, in that CNN interview that aired on Tuesday, Biden responded for the first time to reports from the Washington Post that federal agents think they have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden. His response, clearly trying it out and pre-planned by the White House. I love him. He's on a straight and narrow path right now. He's been for a couple of years now. Now, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, who was appointed by former President Trump, will decide whether to press charges. The White House also declined to comment on the ongoing investigation. That means they probably know something's coming very soon. Now, the DOJ has standard processes for tax evasion, and they say this should be handled the same way as any other tax investigation, uh, and they're going to say that probably a deal will be offered. In fact, they may even announce a deal immediately after he is charged because those in the deep state, let's be clear, They don't want Donald Trump to be able to seize on this to say, I told you so, so he can run for reelection. They don't want this to become something that emboldens conservatives. They want it to go away quickly. And if he does fight it, it will rally Republicans, right? More than Democrats. If he comes out and he says, I'm going to trial, I'm going to fight it, it's going to be ugly. I can't imagine under any circumstance where a deal is not done. I can't imagine under any circumstance where, where Joe Biden and Hunter Biden don't sit together in a room and say, all right, son, you're going to have to do this. Now, he can even pardon him, right? That's a possibility. Go ahead and take your licks, pay your fines, and we'll move on, buddy. You're going to be fine because you do not want this to turn into a big issue. You do not want this to turn into a big investigation. There's already going to be an investigation in the House and Senate if... The Republicans win back the majority. That we know is very, 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 very clear. Now, there's also an interesting op-ed that came out today in the New York Post. And the headline of this op-ed is something that is very interesting. Uh, Number one in this op-ed, it says clearly that the FBI framed Donald Trump and saved Hunter Biden. It's time to clean house. This is coming from their editorial board. Now, John Yu, who's the former deputy assistant attorney general, also had this to say on Fox News Channel about what has happened in the last 48 hours. Listen. Went to, in 2016, they went to Christopher Steele and they said, can you corroborate this dossier? And he said, no, How? here's a million bucks. Can you do it now? No, he wrote it and they still took it to court, used it to get that FISA warrant. That's significant, John, your thoughts. Trace, one interesting thing is 
this case is against Igor Dankchenko formally, but it's almost as if the FBI itself is on trial. Look at that amazing disclosure today that the FBI actually went to steal the guy who completely fabricated fallacious dossier against President Trump and offered him a million dollars if he could prove any of the statements. And then Dangcheko, who himself appears to have made up a lot of the information that went into the Steele dossier, who's on trial. But it's the FBI that took that information, believed it, didn't double check it, and then used it to go to a FISA court to use the awesome powers of the intelligence community and the FBI and the Justice Department to surveil Donald Trump's campaign that crossed a red line that had been in place since Watergate, that the intelligence agencies were not to use their awesome powers to interfere in presidential elections. And yet, that's exactly what they're doing. Denial no longer possible, the op-ed says. FBI headquarters not only pumped up the Russiagate scandal knowing none of the evidence held up, it was then turned around to help the deep six actual evidence of Hunter Biden's crimes that tainted now President Joe Biden ahead of the 2020 election. The latest revelations come from special counsel John Durham's prosecution of the Steele dossier, where Igor Danchenko, specifically a disgraced FBI analyst, Brian Autumn, testified that the FBI dangled a million dollars for Christopher Steele to verify at least part of this package of allegations against Donald Trump, all of which we now know came from Dinchenko's water cooler gossip from pals in D.C. That is, the FBI was on a Hail Mary quest to verify the dossier even as it was touting the suspicious material as evidence of Donald Trump's Moscow connections and misdeeds, including getting a national security court okay to spy on Carter Page. The FBI and the Justice Department were lying in sworn documents shared with the court and other federal agencies. We now also know, even after Danchenko admitted he made it all up, the FBI still relied on the dossier to get the court to extend its surveillance warrants in the spring and summer of 2017. And FBI Chief Jim Comey practically got down on his knees and begged retired DNI James Clapper not to blow up the fact that the dossier was, quote, unverified. Worse, Autumn got called on the carpet for his role in these dirty tricks, yet was nonetheless tapped to work up a 2020 analysis of the corroborated, quote, financial shenanigans of Hunter Biden. He basically disparaged them as disinformation to shut down the FBI's investigation. Then the FBI used his analysis to stall the Hunter Biden investigation, while various intelligence community shrills used it to help suppress the reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop. FBI's headquarters intervened deceptively, not once, not twice, but three times to shield Hunter and Joe Biden. After illegally intervening, intervening to kneecap Donald Trump and spy on his campaign. It's there in black and white now in court documents. In testimony by the people that were doing it. It's time to clean house to the highest levels of the FBI. Because if the FBI is willing to change and alter emails, change and alter information to get the NSA wiretap. If they're willing to change and alter documents 
and then pay a million dollars to try to get something that they knew was not real to somehow become real or partially real, and the guy couldn't do it who brought it to you, you know that the deep state is corrupt as hell. They're trying to pick winners and losers. Not trying. Better way of putting it is that's exactly what they're doing. So don't be surprised when the president goes to Saudi Arabia, right? And he's like, hey, I just need you for one month to fake what you're doing. I just need you for one month to lie and, and, and just help me out, help prop me up, help me get a better deal, right? That's all they're asking for is a better deal. That's what I need. I just need a better deal for one month. 30 days before you cut those 2 million barrels a day because you want me to be the president, right? Like, isn't that what you want? That's what they're saying. Thank goodness the Saudis had the guts to call him out. I hate it when America looks stupid, but in this situation, don't you think we deserve to know? Especially before the midterms. Make sure you share our podcast. Please write us a five-star review, like our podcast, and we will see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.